We are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Yudzalid, Pasuk Yudches, Kol Malchego Yim Kulam. And so we are in the middle of what was a direct prophecy against the nation of Bavel, how their destruction would be imminent. Imminent in the sense that this uh, prophecy is articulated 150 years before the event, uh, which is amazing because, as we said at the time, Bavel was certainly not on the uh, international screen, nor was Nebuchadnezzar. And yet we see that everything stated by the Navi comes true. Now, starting with Yudches, it becomes an intensely personal um, prophecy against Nebuchadnezzar specifically. Not only Bavel would be destroyed, but he would meet such a humiliating, disgraceful, embarrassing end, uh, and then it would be gone. Everything he had, he leaves nothing. The country is in ruins. There are going to be no children, no progeny, no descendants. Uh, let's pick it up from Yudches. Kol malchei goyim kulam shachu bekavod ish beveisel. Says the Navi, every king, every contemporary king, uh, lies in a sort of serene afterlife in the grave. They have these sepulchers, these monuments, their rest is uninterrupted. Shachu bekavod. They rest in honor, so each person in his own, literally, grave. And you, Nebuchadnezzar, you will be cast out of your grave, like a, like a distasteful growth. You will be ejected there, wearing the... Um, Garments of uh, shrouds, but bloodstained, metune cherev, stained with the sword, your day bar, you will then be cast down to the bottom of the pit, kepeger muvas, like a carcass, like just a discarded carcass. What are we talking about here? We learn that after Nebuchadnezzar dies, he is succeeded by his son, Evil Merodach. Evil Merodach, the Mepharshim tell us, was a victim of his own father in that Nebuchadnezzar at one point tried to have him kill. Evil Merodach detested his father. Evil Merodach, now as king, is anxious to show the people that he is not the continuation of his father. He is polar opposite of his father, and that therefore he has him exhumed. Probably one of the reasons is he doesn't even believe it's really Nebuchadnezzar that died. He has him exhumed. He had the body is mutilated in the most humiliating way, and then put back like a discarded carcass. Moreover, when Evel Merodach, this it sounds that he is, you know, not a very good person, but interestingly, our history treats him very kindly in that he was the king who took out of prison the long-neglected Yehoiachim, 
37 years before, Nebuchadnezzar had taken Yochin as prisoner, kept him imprisoned under very humiliating conditions. Now he takes him out, Evil Merodach, restores him to, the, to Malchus, as it were, giving him a seat at his table, the Navi tells us, where he is above any other king that was captured, and Nebuchadnezzar captured many of the kings uh, of that day. He is exalted, Joachim. He doesn't live long after that, but he is elevated by Evil Merodach, and a lot of Mephoshim say his treatment of the former king, Yehoiachin, uh, begins what is the very comfortable Gullus in Bavel. The people in Bavel felt very secure with Evel Merodach. But that's what the Pusuk means, how your body will be treated like a, a carcass. Lo seichaditam, going back to these kings that are resting in a glorious afterlife, lo seichaditam, you're not going to be sharing that kind of uh, destiny, Bekrova. Why? Bekvura. In other words, in, in burial, you're not getting any of this, the honor, the accord, the historical esteem. Why? Ki you destroyed your own land, amcha you killed your own people, lo olam There will not be, a very interesting phrase, there will not even be the opportunity for your children to be called zeramarayim, evil seed. They will disappear so fast there is not going to be the time for them to be pronounced by history as the evil seed of an evil father. Hachinu levanav, for we have prepared, or it will be prepared for your spring, uh, offspring, mitbach, a slaughterhouse, ba'avon avosam, because of the sins of their fathers. There will be no one to get after you to hold the dynastic power. There will be no one to rule after you. There will be no one to build cities and foundations. After you, they will be gone. The Kamti Alehim Numashem throws, I will rise against them. The Hikharti Lebavel Shem Usha'or, I will destroy, I will erase from Bavel any name, any remnant. The Nin Venechet, Nin is grandsons, Nechet is great grandsons, Nuum Hashem. In other words, I will wipe them out. Nechet could also be a female grandchild. There will be no remnants of them. Rashi tells us. The Neched, the Navi is referring to is Belshazzar, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, who is the last of the line, suffers an ignominious death. And interesting, Rashi says, if you're referring to a feminine grandchild, um, the Neched Zevashti, Vashti, Ahasuerus' wife that we meet in Megillas Esther, is the last a living descendant of Nebuchadnezzar. And I will wipe them out completely. There will be no remnant. Shem Usha'ar Nin Benechet, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. As for Bavel, 
I will reduce it to a swamp occupied by hedgehogs and vermin. And I will clean, I will dust, as it were, a sweep with a broom uh, completely the entire thing, until there's nothing but rubble. Interestingly, archaeologists show that there, that's what it became. It became just plain, empty rubble underneath archaeologists uncover cities, but there's nothing, no remnants above it. But, it is but, but let me ask you destroyed. this, that, that, that can't be true because just from our own, the, the Jews were in exile in Bubble. How many, how long were they in exile in Bubble? In Bavel? Yeah. Uh, not even uh, 40, maybe 70 years there in Bavel. 70 years after Nebuchadnezzar? Uh, no, contemporaneous with Nebuchadnezzar. Then comes Daryavish and Koresh. The Medes conquer Bavel. But, they, but the Jews stayed in Bavel for... So Babylonia, the, the Babylonian government's not there. You're right. Babylonia but, but, ceases to exist. So, so... If you read this description, almost pretty close to what happened to the Nazis. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's pretty close. Yeah, oh, no, they're wiped out, but the land survives here. And you the land, saying, but if you, Germany was completely reduced to rubble. Yes, oh, originally, yes. That's what happens to Bovell. Yeah. Nishma Hashem, so as the Kaddish Baruch Hu takes Kavayochol an oath, Lemor, in lo kasher divisi kain hoisah, ve kasher yoatzti hisachom. Everything I planned, I crafted this master plan for Bovel, and everything I did, kain hoisah, was, was realized, ve kasher yoatzti hisachom, and that which I proposed in my plan, came to being. Lishmar Ashur Ba'artzi, to destroy Ashur in my land, in other words, where the 10 tribes were, that's where the Kaddish Baruch Hu takes the vengeance against Assyria. Balhorayach who sent on my mountains. In other words, they didn't go into Assyria, they destroyed Assyria uh, and Sancheriv right in the land that he had invaded. And I have taken the yoke, the burden, off of my uh, people Israel. This is my master plan that I have devised for all the land. And this is my outstretched hand, outstretched for vengeance, on these enemies. Ki Hashem because the Kodesh Baruch Hu has proposed, umi fair. who is going to annul the Kodesh Baruch Hu's plan of action, yodav ha-netuya, umi and my outstretched hand for vengeance, who is going to have it withdrawn? Now, we switch, we end, Buchadnezzar, a disgraceful death, no progeny left, Bavel reduced, as we say, to rubble. rubble. Now, we're going to turn in the last few sentences our attention to an implacable historic enemy of Eretz Yisrael, the Plishtim. The Plishtim, as we know, exists from time immemorial. 
that the Plishtim, Avraham fights the Plishtim, Yitzchak fights the Plishtim, Moshe has battles with the Plishtim, Yoshua, Shmuel, the Malachim, David, the Philistines reoccupy the west side of the coast of Israel in the Mediterranean. It's where Gaza is today, Ashkelon, and they are perennial thorns in Israel's side. And it swings through history, as you would expect, like a pendulum. There are times where the Plishtim are in the ascendancy. There are times when Israel is in the ascendancy. At this particular time, the Plishtim are fairly strong because under Ahaz, they have captured land, they encroach on their land, they are brutal occupiers. So Bishnas HaMos HaMelech Ahaz, Year Achaz dies, Hoya Hamasa Hazer. Now comes this prophetic vision. We have already said there are ten languages of prophetic prophetic vision, like Chazon, Dibur. Masa is considered the most intense. So Al Tismachi Pileshes. Do not get overly satisfied with yourself, people of Plishtim Kulcha, Kinishbar Shevet Makecha, because the rod of your oppression that you have oppressed my people is about to be broken. Kimishorish Nachash Yetzeit Sofea Upriyav Sorof Ma'ofeth, in a metaphor of a snake, because from the roots of a snake will come a more fierce snake, a, a python, a poison snake, and from that will come a flying snake, like a sorrow that wreaking destruction and death. One of the miscalculations the Plishtim make is that now Chizkio is king after Achaz, and Chizkio, for all his greatness, is considered by them really a, a pacifist in terms of war. He's a Talmud Chacham, he's considered in the messianic level, but he's not a fighter. And so the Plishkin will only calculate that under Chizkiyot they will continue their uh, persecution and prosperity. And what will happen, I will destroy Philistia, so that Bechorei Dalim, Bechorei Dalim means like the poorest of the poor, which were the Israeli um, captive farmers who lived off the land under the Plishtim, in the Plishtim's territory, in the extended territory of the Plishtim. They lived a miserable, terrible life. Uh, the land was that uh, it was not that fertile. Moreover, the Plishtim were terrible, terrible uh, employers. They confiscated everything. They kept them in absolute dire poverty. And so Yeshayo is saying, now you are going to have grazing lands. Uh, the Evyonim Lobetach, the poor, will dwell in security. Your Batsu, they were the Hamati, Barav, Sheresheh, Yarog, and you, the Philistines. You will die of famine, and you will be left with your remnants killed. Haleli Sharzaki Yor Namogu Pileshes Kulech. Sound the Haleli. Woe to those of the Plishim, their gates. Zakia Yor Namogu will be destroyed. Kulech Kimitzafon Ashanba. Your enemy, your destruction will come from the north, geographically. It's in the north uh, of, of 
Plishtim, and that's where it's going to come under Chizkiyo. Ba the Ein Bodeid Mamodov, an interesting expression. What, as the Radak explains it, nobody, when the enemy comes from Eretz Yisrael, no one is going to miss this battle. Um, no one is going to excuse himself. Everyone is going to participate towards your destruction. So has this happened? The Plishtim? You know, no, I mean, the Plishtim as a... As a the um, answer is yes. But, but by who? When, when did it happen? When? Under Chizkiyo. Let's... Uh, I'm reading Radak. When Chizkiyo leads them against the Plishim, There's nobody that says, I'm not going. It's going to be a full-throated national invasion. And it's under Chizkiyo. Finally, And what will they answer when the army of Israel destroys him? I will establish Zion, again, which we know we read in the Lachododi on Erev Shabbos, and the poor of my people will rejoice, they will have their faith restored in the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and so we will topple the, entire, the age-old historic enemy of Philistia. Next, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to turn to another enemy with a long tortured history, Moab, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. I 